into the short course saloon my name is joel penfield joined as always by philip slavin how you doing man jp i'm doing all right it's a busy time for oklahoma state men's golf women's golf baseball softball there's plenty to keep you busy plenty to keep our attention focused that's not even talking about like i'm not even gonna not even going to deal with basketball recruiting and getting bryce thompson that being official off-season football and what's going on there in recruiting and the fact that June is almost here and we're gonna have official visits. Like it's just it's just crazy. Right now, there's four teams to focus on, and that's what we're gonna focus on today here on the show. Absolutely weird. I uh, it's nice having jam-packed spring episodes and not having to really reach for football content like I know some other schools around us are are trying to do. It's pretty fun. And this uh, this sonic hard seltzer is gonna help me get, get me through it. No free ads, but this is it slaps. If you're in Oklahoma, get it. <laughs> Uh, I would I would very much like you to box up a, a few of those and uh, and mail it my way. That would uh, that would that would be okay with it. I, I might have to like I was so like I bought this more for the novelty of it because when you see some of this, it's like it's, a cherry limeade is like my, one of my favorite things on the planet. You add booze to it, I'm gonna buy it. And then I took a sip and I was like, oh, this is actually like good. It doesn't taste like cough syrup like a lot like the artificials like a, like you know when you get like a lot of these seltzers or other alcohol that has. Like a lot of artificial flavor in it that it's going to be really sweet, mm-hmm. awful, and taste a cough syrup. No, it tastes like a cherry limeade that they spiked. It, they, they hit it on the head. It's amazing. Again, no free ads, but it's amazing. All right, so where we have, like I said, we have a lot to talk about here. Where do you want to go first? I'll let you. I'll let you kick us off here. Okay. Well, let's let's start with golf because that's okay. what's going on right now. Um, the Stillwater Regional, Stillwater, Carson. Creek hosting a regional this year. It actually wrapped up a day earlier than everybody else. They played two rounds on Monday and the third round on Tuesday. So Stillwater's done. Uh, the other four regionals, five regionals, because there's six total, the there five regionals are still underway. Oklahoma State winning in Stillwater. This is their 15th regional victory overall. This is their fifth straight. We talked about that last pod. Like, who who do we put? How do we rank the best hires of uh, of Mike Holder? We'll have to figure out where Alan Bratton goes when we come to that episode. Um, Oklahoma State finishing at twenty eight under. Uh, Illinois was fourteen under. Nobody else was under par. SMU was par. Uh, finished it even. Uh, OSU, S, Illinois, SMU, Sam, Houston, and Little Rock advancing, which is just like what I love it. Um, highest seed to not advance was Auburn. Um, That's and, they're usually pretty good, aren't they? Yes, Baylor tied with Auburn at sixteen or plus sixteen. Little Rock was fifteen over, got in. Little Rock actually got birdies, five birdies on the final hole. Little wow. Rock had five birdies on the final hole to earn the last spot. Hey, good for them. Good for Carson. Carson is really, really tough. So good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, as far as individual players go, Noah Goodwin of SMU was the individual. Vigil winner, he finished 15 under uh, for the tournament. Bo Jin finished alone in second at nine under. Uh, Eugenio Lopez Chikara, I believe is the correct pronunciation, from Oakland State finished tied for third at five under. Uh, 
Austin Eckrout finished at four under. He was alone in seventh place. Uh, and Amon Gupta uh, tied for 14th at one over. Those are the four scores that count. So Oklahoma State winning the regional. Um, it, you expect OSU to win at home. You, you yes. just do, even in regional. And, and they pretty much, it was, uh, they were not in first after one. They were in first after two. And then Tuesday, they just, they just ran away with it. So they are moving on. Baylor is not. The others to the regionals. Let, let's do this. Uh, give me thoughts here before I move on to their teams because that's where I really want to go. Not really, no. I mean, you like you said, you expect Oklahoma State to dominate and win a regional that's hosted at Carson Creek Golf Club. It's a yeah. really, really tough course, and they. I remember seeing on day one, it was really tight with Illinois, and I was like, what the heck is going on? I know weather conditions were kind of weird that day. You have to play 36 holes. But then once they were able to, to settle in nicely on, you know, today, on Tuesday, they, they ran away with it like we knew that they would. Like, they, they played like they are capable of doing. And so now there's bigger stuff ahead. It's, you know, it is what it is now. It's like I mentioned, after round one, they weren't even in first place. Illinois right. and Northwestern yeah. were tied for first. Uh, Auburn was in third. OSU was in fourth place. And they're all pretty close to each other, but they, they weren't in first place. They had a really good second round. Um Moved up into first. Illinois was right there, just a stroke behind them. Um, Illinois and them actually, I think Illinois actually t- took the lead early in round three, and then OSU just ran away with it. OSU was the only team that finished under par. There was a rain delay on Tuesday. Uh, it paused everything for a little while, and OSU came out and just, just tore it up. Again, only team to finish under par on day three. They were 11 under. The next best, uh, Notre Dame and Illinois were both, both one over. Uh, but uh, out of this, like I said, Oklahoma State, Illinois, SMU, Sam, Houston, and Little Rock advancing uh, as I was. Uh, Brentley Romine, who I follow, um, who covers college golf as, as well as other things for NBC Sports and Golf Channel, uh, have mentioned that uh, you know, Little Rock got the five birdies. This is just their third regional appearance ever. It's their first trip to the NCAA championship, so that's that's awesome for Little Rock. Um, so I, I pay attention to to – regional action on a regular basis and, you know i'm one of those people who likes weird things it's just fun to pay attention to stuff uh, one right. of those things i like to pay attention to because if you follow golf stats that's where i always pay attention to what's happening because they do a good job of tracking tournaments you want to know what's going on at every regional golfstat.com that's what i use they are not an advertiser here but they are the best place to go to keep track of things throughout the day um, they do a good job of showing every regional. So I'll go through. So like right now, uh, the Noblesville Regional, Texas is in the lead at 15 under, Tennessee's in second at eight under, uh, top five from every regional advances to the, to the, to the tournament, championship tournament. So Texas looking like they're going to probably advance. Um, nothing too shocking in that field. I like to look at whoever is, where it is ranked. It's going to be Texas is number five overall, North Carolina's eight. They're, they're going to, they look like those kinds of teams are going to move on. Um, you know, there's, there's UAB's 38. They're probably not going to. You look back at, at Stillwater, like I mentioned. OSU is ranked fourth. Illinois is ranked ninth. Uh, Auburn at 15th, not advancing. So that's that's the highest seed I can see so far. That is the highest seed that hasn't advanced. There's always at least a team or two, you know, in the top 20 that doesn't move on to the, to, to the, the championship tournament. You know, there's usually a team or two in upper rankings. Um Looking in Tallahassee, Florida State's got a big lead. Shocker there. They're the number two ranked team. Um, TCU can't have some work to do. LSU's at 23rd. They, they does, it looks like they're probably at it. So not, but not, you know, it's the 23rd. That's not a big deal. So scrolling along, scrolling along. Kingston, okay, cool. Clemson, you know, on the edge. They're the third ranked team. Maybe, maybe the number three ranked team won't advance. 
Let's go down to Albuquerque. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Currently the top five teams. Uh, Oregon State leads the field at 20 under. Uh, <laughs> Texas Tech is second at 14. And Oregon State ranked 41st overall. Texas Tech 22nd. Arizona State, South Carolina, Texas A&M. Um, two teams tied at sixth, New Mexico and San Diego, um, Stanford at eight. And then, oh, well, what do you, what do you, well, looky there. Sitting at ninth. Mind you, only the top five teams advance to the NCAA tournament. Sitting at ninth, the number one ranked team in the country. Do you know who the number one ranked team in the country in college, men's college golf is this year, Joel? I believe it's University of Oklahoma, if I'm, if I remember correctly. That is, that is correct. That is correct. Currently, Oklahoma, after two days of competition, is sitting in ninth place in the new the Albuquerque, New Mexico regional, a good five strokes behind South Carolina and Texas A&M, who are currently tied for fourth at eight under. Oklahoma has some work to do on, on Wednesday. So These by the are, time this comes out, maybe they've moved up and they're going to advance and the number one team is going to move on. Or maybe they won't. You know, it couldn't happen to a better school and a better fan base. I'm just, you know. We're, we're not saying, we're, we're just saying. We're not saying. It's just, it's just something to keep an eye on that there's always a, a, you know, a team or two that doesn't, in the top 20 that doesn't quite make it. They might not make it at number one, so that's just a thing to keep an eye on. Just to, if you if you want to stay invested in regional action on Wednesday, just something to keep an eye on. Just something to to track. Something to definitely track. Uh, women's tournament gets underway this weekend. Uh, they're playing in a Greyhawk Golf Course in Scottsdale, Oklahoma State. Of course, advanced uh, playing in the uh, the Stanford Regional uh, last weekend. Finished uh, third there. So they're one of 24 teams going to be competing for the, the women's national championship. Really, look, I, I'm really excited to see what they do. I am. So um, keep an eye on the on the ladies this weekend because they'll be in action. Very exciting. And obviously, Stillwater, Oklahoma State, moving on to the men's side. Good stuff from Cowboy and Cowgirl Golf as always. It's just hashtag golf school. It's just where, where we're at, right? I, I would say – you know, on the women's side, I do think – oh, I just forgot the head coach. It's his second year. I uh, Robertson, uh, Greg Robertson is the head coach of the women's team. Don't ask me why I remember that. I just do. I can actually, like, see his profile picture for his Twitter account. I, I'm a weird person, I know. Uh, <laughs> this is just his second year, second year in charge of the program, and he's, he's, got, them, he's got them playing really well. I, I, he's, he's doing a really good job. Um, obviously, them making the NCAA tournament this year is – Shows shows that. Um, so we'll we'll see how far they can get here in year two uh, under his leadership. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Philip, you love home field shirts, don't you? I feel like you have way too many of them, uh, probably at this point. I have more than I'm I'm, I'm really should admit to, um, and they're not all Oklahoma State. What's your favorite one that you have that's not Oklahoma State? Uh, it's the Slippery Rock, and it's the Rock. Um, with a pennant and, and, a, and a pimp coat. Oh, that's so good. I love it. Oh, that. it is. It I, is. I, I might need that one just from the description alone. I haven't seen a picture of it, but I know you, I, I know you have. But that, that's just, that's fantastic. There's so that. many fantastic ones. There's so many. There's a pit, there's a shirt for pit that I would very much like. Um, I'm also having a hard time not buying uh, Navy and uh, 
and Army's uh, sweaters because they've got the the kicking the kicking donkey and the the ram. It's quite good. I, I might need good. that. That might be a purchase I need because I my dad was in the army. I root for Army every year in Army Navy. I might need that for next year. Obviously, we're talking about home field apparel. Uh, sponsoring this episode in this podcast for you know, a period of time. They dig through the archives to find the most unique logos, mascots, et cetera, to make thoughtful designs for each school. Very, you know, There's so many different types. D1, Power 5 schools, Group of 5, Slippery Rock, University of Slippery Rock, DePaul University. I know there, there's so many out there. They have a line of Oklahoma State ones, if you didn't know. Use code CRFF at checkout for 15% off. I believe that code, that code is still live, so we're going to continue to do the ad until they decide to take it away from us because I hope you guys buy the shirts. The Pistol Pete shirt that I have, it's awesome. It's comfy. It looks really good. And I have, my wife has the uh, kind of the block OSU, like kind of bright orange Oklahoma State one. I know you have the Pistol Patty shirt, which is really, really awesome and mm-hmm. so unique. Yeah, I've got Pistol Pete, but I've, I've got the Ride with Pride with Pistol Patty. I'm telling you right now, I'm wearing the, the crap out of it. Um, it is my go-to like Saturday at home watching Cowgirl Softball t-shirt right now. Again, go to homefieldapparel.com. Use code CRFF at checkout for 15% off. As you mentioned, you're talking about softball. Let's go into softball regionals real quick. They, the number five national seed Oklahoma State Cowgirl softball team hosting the Stillwater Regional this, this weekend at Cowgirl Stadium. They're going to be hosting Mississippi State, Campbell, and Boston University. Uh, the, it's, when I saw the number five national seed come across, it just it felt so good. that This team, they, they hosted a regional a couple of years ago. Uh, it's awesome to see that they're going to be that that good for this you know this year. It's so exciting. Well, it's not just they get the regional; they're going to they host all the way to Oklahoma City. Last yes, time, big twenty nineteen, they made twenty nineteen they made the College World Series. They they hosted the regional, but they had to go to that's right Florida State and Supers, and they got that win there at Florida State, which was which was huge. I remember that they got the they got the they won game one and they won game three, which was insane and, and crazy, and was so much fun to watch. And I. But now they can host all the way to OKC. We'll get into my complaint in a second. Um, but you got to feel it involves includes Campbell, Boston, and Mississippi State. Uh, Oklahoma State will open up against Campbell. Um, and, and regional play here, uh, just like um, just like in baseball, you know, it's a, it's a basically you get a win, and then win, and then win again. And I, I think this is a, a regional where Oklahoma State has a good opportunity to. You know, they don't have anybody nearby. Uh, the community was kind enough not to put Wichita State here in Stillwater. There was some concern that might have happened. They're, they're going to Norman instead. Um, you get a, a solid Butler or Boston and solid Campbell team. I'll say this for Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State's a team who their record, just 33 and 23. Doesn't jump out at you, but it's a Mississippi State team who really struggled out of the gate uh, in SEC play, and then has really turned things on as of late. So don't let the don't let the record fool you. That's a that's gonna be a, a tough matchup. I, I really do believe it is. Um, it's a solid team, and any SEC team is solid. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah. So 
much like baseball in that regard. Like you can't, it, the, you know, bottom half of the SEC in baseball is really solid too and can compete with anybody. So softball is the same way in, in that conference. So we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. I feel good about where the, you know, where the Cowgirls are at. They're playing some of their best softball right now. Uh, take, you know, scratch the, the win in the championship game. That was Oklahoma being Oklahoma. But you saw the way, you know, they did not play their best softball against Texas and against Iowa State, but still managed to find ways to win. And that's what good teams do. Given any circumstances, finding a way to win a ball game when they had to, that matters. And you can dominate teams all you want, but winning those close games, you could tell – and I, I think this speaks to uh, Oklahoma State, the, the Bedlam series, that Oklahoma, they struggled in a couple of those games when it was close because they haven't played many close games this year. Oklahoma State has, and they know how to play in those games, and it matters. So, And it, it matters now even more because now it's survive in advance, baby. Regional Supers, doesn't matter how you get there. Win, survive in advance, win and, move, win and move on and get to Oklahoma City. And I firmly believe that this Cowgirl team can because they are, they, and it's so sad. I know the NCAA does these things, but they would host theoretically Texas in Supers in Stillwater, whom they've already are 4 0 against this year. The, the path is there for the Cowgirls to get to Oklahoma City and get to the Women's College World Series. Yeah, so there's my annoyance. It's that, and it's more from a Big 12 standpoint. First off, having to play someone you've played that many times. And it's not like Oklahoma City just blown Texas out every time. Like the game in Oklahoma City, and I think OSU seemed a little off in Oklahoma City in the Big 12 tournament. Like I watched those games. They, they just didn't, didn't seem right. Um, I, I don't know what it was. I'm not saying that's a concern heading into post to the to regional action, but they just seem off. They were kind of lucky to beat Iowa State, and they were, they were definitely lucky to beat Texas. And then they just kind of things kind of clicked in the at the end there against Iowa State, and then against Oklahoma. Oklahoma's just one of the best teams in the country, and and OSU is as well, but they just aren't as good. They they did get a win, and I do think that matters. So, for, but for the Big Twelve to get three host teams and two of them to be matched up for supers is just so dumb. And look, I've seen complaints that OSU is the five seed overall. I've seen complaints from those who cover softball about. This was a year where, so we all complain about the RPI in baseball. We complained about the RPI in college basketball. If you want to know the one sport where RPI is treated like the gospel, it's softball. It is collegiate softball. And in a year where the RPI probably shouldn't have been as paid nearly as close of attention to because of awkward schedules and non, lack of non-conference for some, some conferences, it, the general consensus is that the committee pretty much still stuck with the RPI despite it, which is weird and not the best thing in the world, but they did. Um, so there's some complaints about OSU being the number five overall seed. I thought they might be like the six or seven. They got the five, whatever. I'm just annoyed that OSU is going to have to face Texas and Supers, assuming right. Texas gets out of it. Now, they shoved Oregon in Texas, so I'm not 100% positive OSU is going to have to host Texas. I... Mm. If I had to make a prediction right now, I have a weird suspicion that Oklahoma State doesn't host Texas and hosts Oregon in Supers. And I, yeah, um, they didn't do Texas any favors shoving Oregon down there in Austin. And it doesn't do Oklahoma State any favors, but neither is playing Texas for the fifth and sixth time this season. So, 
pay attention to that Texas regional because whoever comes out of that is who Oklahoma State would have to play in a super regional, assuming they get out of the Stillwater regional. So it's one to definitely pay attention as well as all of Oklahoma State's games. Uh, I mentioned Mississippi State on wrap on this. They finished the season strong. They won seven straight in the regular season. They went one and one in the SEC tournament and they won eight of their last 10 in the regular season. So look, they, they turned things on at the right time. Um, they were able to get into the, to the postseason. Uh, Oklahoma State is better than Mississippi State. They are, but um, they're not bad. They're not. This is a, this is a good team. And, um, you know, we like I said, we've seen Oklahoma State have some what happened losses. Like that's honestly outside of Oklahoma. You look at the, the, season, the Big 12 opener against Kansas. You five errors, you lose a game. Um, the, they lost twice to Wichita State. Um, they've got the loss to oh, who was it? Uh, UMKC, I think, was the other one. We were like, what just happened there? Why are you losing to this team? So they've got some head scratching losses this season. So I, I say all that to say this Oklahoma State team is damn good, mm-hmm. and I have no reason to believe that they're going to lose and not advance out of Stillwater. But I'm not just going to sit. I'm not sitting here calculating that at 100 percent because we've seen them flounder in times. Um, right. And I, and so I, it's going to be interesting, and I'm excited. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things. As I mentioned before, sometimes those those close games, as those losses, they they, may, they can make you a better team because you know how to react in those scenarios. For some teams that are that are good and just steamroll everybody, like in Oklahoma or in Alabama. You know, you could say that about football, whatever. So it feels weird talking about them in other sports. But those are those are two teams that if they get punched in the mouth early, like Oklahoma State did to them on that Friday game, sometimes they don't know how to react because they haven't been in that scenario very often. So for Oklahoma State, you've had some weird losses. You've had some close games. They know how to handle success and failure in the same game. So I, I think that those types of tough tests and weird games that we saw earlier in the year are going to benefit them in this stretch of regionals where it's all, you know, whatever it's whatever it takes to win a ball game. And that's what they're going to have to do. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm, I am thrilled. We're going to have it on here at the house. I promise. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm psyched. I'm, I'm super, super psyched. Yeah, I'll be having it on here. I think the tickets are – I think you have to show up an hour before the game to get tickets, and if any indication for the way it was when I went to Bedlam, it, they're, they're going to sell out pretty damn quick. I might try and get there on Saturday. depends on what we're – we're in the process of moving, so I don't know if I'll be able to get away for that one. But I saw Norman uh, – OU put the tickets out for sale in the Norman Regional, and um, they sold out within an hour. Yeah. So I think the way that they're doing it's gonna it – yeah, I think the way that they're doing it for for Stillwater is they're they're going on sale an hour before the game, and I think it's all like GA or standing room only, and it's just first come first serve. Whoever's there and you know can get them can get them. So if you want to go to softball regionals, watch this team play, cheer on this team, get in line about an hour and a half before first you know first pitch or even before that, and cheer on this team. They're a ton of fun to watch. Uh, before we move on to baseball, we have to pay the bills for SB Nation as well. So we will be right back. All right, Philip. Baseball took two of three from a Baylor team that was playing really good ball coming into this past weekend. Uh, a weird game on Sunday just because the game was delayed over five hours. It was meant to be played at one. Weather in, in Stillwater has been awful the last couple of days. The game gets moved to six. 
They lose the game eight to three. Previously, they went three to one, and then they walked it off uh, eight to seven, I believe, uh, on Friday in eleven innings. So, overall, solid weekend, like what we talked about on the previous episode. Baylor was playing really well coming into this weekend, and Oklahoma State battled the entire weekend and found a way to win a couple of ball games that they needed. And the way that I'm seeing it on from D1 baseball and college baseball, college baseball nation, Oklahoma State's essentially locked up a spot in regionals at this point. It was they were kind of on bubble watch you know, with some of the you know the injuries that they've had, the losses that they've taken over the last couple of weeks. But it seems like Oklahoma State's pretty much locked into a two or three seed. Uh, I believe the projection that I'm seeing is the Louisiana Tech regional, but. You know, playing good ball right now overall, and you know we'll see where things go. We got a series against New Orleans that, you know, they can build some confidence going into uh, the championship tournament uh, coming up the following week. Yeah, I've seen Louisiana Tech. D one had that one. Uh, my good friends over at College Baseball Nation had them in uh, in Arizona in Tucson. Um, I, I think they're lock. They're no longer like last team in. They're pretty much seem to be in. They're number fourteen in RPI. Um, and I, I don't think RPI will be used as as strongly this year. Kind of talk about softball. It's a weird year. Some conferences aren't playing non-conference because Fairfield is 33-1. and one. They have one loss. They've only played conference play. So, you know, they're three in the RPI. Uh, what do you, how do you take away from that, right? Um, Oklahoma State's 14th, but I don't – they're not, they're not going to host. Um, they're just not. It's part of that's the Big 12 is good this year, and, and the Big 12 is going to get – three hosts in Texas Tech, Texas, and TCU. Oklahoma State's getting in. And um, Baylor Baylor feels like, let's put it this way, there's a Baylor and Oklahoma play this weekend. That's a big series for both. It's, a, it is a, it's an elimination series for Oklahoma, and it might be an elimination series for Baylor just depending upon how it goes. Uh, for OSU, I do think they're a lock, but I will say this. Um, they're playing New Orleans this weekend. New Orleans is currently 150th in the RPI. They're 28 and 24 overall. Just win the series. Yeah. Just don't yep. pull what TCU did this past week and lose two of three like they did to Louisiana Monroe, which killed them in rankings that did not help their RPI or their, you know, what their seating is going to be. You play a not great New Orleans squad. You get them at home. Uh, former president. W, George W. Bush, could be thrown out the first pitch. Um, just win the series. Yep. If you don't sweep them, fine. Just win the series. I will be interested to see what the, the pitching is lineup is this weekend because it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday because the Big 12 tournament starts next week and it always starts on, what is it, Tuesday? I think, I think so. Yeah, I think Tuesday. Which is why you start, why you do this this way. Um, so that you have everybody available. I'll be very curious to see what the bullpen is, what the lineup is as far as pitching goes uh, for OSU this weekend. It feels like they'll probably have, they'll probably try not to overwork anybody. Yeah. Um, get some, some guys out there like you would in a midweek game, just to get them kind of, just to get a final feel for how things are going to go and, and who you feel is, is ready and able to play when you have to be called upon. Yeah, the uh, Big 12 tournament or Big 12 baseball championship is May 25th through 30th, so it starts next Tuesday. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I would imagine we see a lot of like tandem starts or like piggyback type games, bullpen games, getting guys innings, keeping them fresh, but not overworking. Like we're not, you're not going to see a Justin Campbell throw 120 pitches like he did this past weekend against Baylor because they're going to need him by Wednesday or Thursday for this for this tournament. 
So, you know, you'll, you'll see the starter go through four innings, four or five maybe, if they really need him to, unless he's just dealing and they just want to let him go. But you're not, you're not going to see a lot of that. But I do want to talk about Justin Campbell again uh, from what we saw this past weekend. So if you didn't know or you're living under a rock, uh, he threw a no-hitter against Kansas, almost a perfect game. Uh, 11 strikeouts, dealt, I mean, just, just shoved up in Lawrence. Comes back this weekend against Baylor, only goes eight innings, one run ball, 11 strikeouts, no big deal, keeps shoving, kid. Uh, he's been one of the best pitchers in the country and in the Big 12 this year and is building a legitimate resume for Big 12 Pitcher of the Year. Now, will he win Big 12 Pitcher of the Year? Probably not, because Ty Madden has the prospect cachet. Him or Jordan Wicks are probably going to win it, even though I don't think I don't think Wicks has been as, as good as we want to talk about. But you're getting a guy that has – so on the year, Justin Campbell, 2-2-5 ERA in 72 innings, 93 strikeouts to 23 walks, opponent batting average 202 and really only had one bad start, and really it was like three runs he gave up to Texas, gave up a couple homers. He's been as consistent as they come all year. He can hit for himself, and he, he goes out and shoves every single game. What you're seeing is a guy that's here, here at Oklahoma State, here, fans, here's your Friday guy the next two years, and is going to be an All-American this year, and probably not first team, but he'll, he'll be an All-American you're, you're looking at a guy that's probably going to win the two-way player of the year or be close to it because he can hit for himself. He's one of the few guys that really hits for himself while he pitches, like doing some Shohei Otani type stuff. This is a big deal for this team to have a guy that despite all of the injuries that they've sustained on the pitching staff, still have a dude that you can go to, nah, jump on my back, let's go win a game. Like it's win day when Justin Campbell's on the mound. And that is so huge for this team going into the conference tournament and regionals. Yeah, um, just win this. I, I, I'm. It's one of those things where like just win two out of three and and be done. Like and just just don't have any injuries. Um, survive in advance. Head to Oklahoma City and, and feel good about probably being a two seed somewhere. And that would be great. Um, and then just hope that they get a. I mean, I guess it's just a lucky draw. Like at this point, it's, it'll just be about who they get stuck with. You know. Um, so it's 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 a big weekend. I I will pay attention. I know the first game, the Thursday game, is on ESPN Plus. Um, Friday and Saturday do not look to be, um, so you should have no problems. Friday and Saturday, basically, it's because if softball is on ESPN Plus, then baseball is not. We really got to talk to Oklahoma State about this. Like, can we get can we get both going? Uh, yeah. Can we spend a little bit of doll hairs this off season? I understand COVID hurt the the pocketbooks, but uh, anybody out there with some money. You want to help Oklahoma State have the ability to broadcast both softball and baseball at the same time. I would be very much inclined to watch both. But um, with the games on ESPN Plus on Friday and Saturday for baseball, that's all the more reason to make sure you're watching softball because there's big games. Big games this weekend, folks. Big games. And be sure to get to either, especially you'll break because there is no capacity. Like the capacity limit is gone. You, it's full capacity at O'Brate. Go support this team. This is really your last opportunity to watch them unless you're going to go to Oklahoma City. But if you're in Stillwater, this is the last series at O'Brate for the year because Oklahoma State's not unfortunately, – you're unfortunately not going to host regional. So get to O'Brate, cheer on this team, and then get them ready for the, the Big 12 tournament here. Uh, softball on Friday. First pitch for Oklahoma State versus Campbell is 1 p.m. Uh, baseball first pitch, 6 so you get to both. You can do both. Yeah. 
there's a some there would be something to do. There's a that is ooh, a there's a good reason right to there. take Friday off work. Oh All yeah. Right. All right. Um Philip, do you have any final thoughts here for this episode? I we we covered a lot. Uh do you have anything else? Um just give me a follow on Twitter at OKTXARPoke. Give my show the 1012 podcast a follow if you do not already. Um, I've got a really fun interview lineup for Thursday's show and probably another one if it uh, if it works out. Um, so do us a favor, 1012 podcast, available everywhere podcasts are found. And we're on Twitter at 1012 podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast. I do want to say I think it's so cool that Oklahoma State, uh, for Gallagher-Iba, a year in which the students had to be way up in the 300s, uh, they are now, they opened up behind the benches in Gallagher-Iba, the rowdy, and GIA is going to be even rowdier now. I think that's a really cool, that, I think that's something really cool they did for the students. They they deserve it after the year that, that we just had. Uh, you can follow me at JT Penfield. You should follow me at site at Cowboys RFF. We will be back next week. Softball, we'll have a lot to, to recap. So we'll talk to you all then. Take care.